Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So, as you know, the Northwest Territories and British Columbia extended the state of emergency, states of emergency, this week. Uh, but the Northwest Territories government has announced Yellowknife residents and residents of a First Nation nearby will begin to be permitted to return home next week. Details are not readily available yet, but there'll be a news conference later today on those details, on the return to Yellowknife and the First Nation. So I was, uh, and wildfires continue to burn in proximity to the city. So how have the evacuees from Yellowknife and elsewhere in the Northwest Territories been faring away from their homes and their work and their careers? Many have lost salaries and worry about jobs, perhaps not being available on their return. Now, two weeks ago, we spoke with Donna Lynn Baskin, who with her daughter drove from Yellowknife to Calgary through the night, uh, flames encroaching on the one highway, linking the Northwest Territories southward. The premier of the Northwest Territories had that out with Trudeau the other day. And um, she's back on the air with us. Donna Lynn Baskin is back. On the Roy Green Show, how are you, Donna Lynn? Hi, Roy. I'm fine. I'm I'm doing well, thank you. So we we've come a long way since two weeks ago when you and I talked after you just arrived in Calgary from yes. Yellowknife, and there was concern the city could be lost. Yes, and that immediate fear has dissipated. Um, they were able to build much larger fire breaks, and the wind sort of, I guess, blew in our favor, you might say. Um, although the winds this weekend are back up again, um, but it does appear that Yellowknife itself is unlikely to have to lose structures. Um, Fort Smith and Hay River are still under immediate threat. Um, but Yellowknife itself is downgraded in terms of that immediacy. So have you been told anything about the circumstances under which you will be allowed to return? No. <laughs> Nothing more than the rest of you know. Okay. Um, we heard uh, from a press conference yesterday. Um, our mayor had said that any time after the 6th, people could start coming home. But she strongly encouraged in, in her statements that we be mindful of the fact that, you know, it's 22,000 people trying to return all at once and that um, perhaps let the people that have sheltered in northern Alberta make their way back first. But that was the most. It was, um, it was not uh, specific. And it was just sort of a, giving us a date to cling to, but we are still waiting for specifics. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to persuade people to not go as soon as the road yeah. is av available because everybody wants to get home, wants to check their homes, wants to feel at home again. That's just that's just human nature. It is, and I think um, we've all been placed in this uh, position where we weren't even... I, <laughs> It was stressful, but I don't think I expected the degree of stress I would feel. Um, even though I myself, I have a secure position, um, so I don't have the same um, 
worries that some people do. I, I'm in a very blessed position that way. But still, the anxiety has taken a great toll. Um, I think, as, as I've heard others mention, this has been more um, impactful than the, the pandemic was in terms of that, the, the, the anxiety and the worry that everyone has gone through. Um, and I think it is being disrupted from your own location without any clear sense of when you're going back. Um, for many, of course, that is aggravated exponentially by financial concerns. Um, but just for everyone, the, the being away without a sense of when to go home is just, um, it's a level of worry I'd never fully understood before. And it really gives me a new appreci- appreciation for what refugees under much more severe circumstances experience. Mm-hmm. Not only uh, not knowing when you're going back, but not knowing what you're going to find when you get back. Well, that's true. Although I'm no longer concerned for um, my, my residents still being there, um, we really have no idea as to whether or not there have and break-in entries or any of those conditions. The other thing, too, is that the city was completely shut down except for what was necessary to keep emergency services going. So when we return, the things that we take for granted are not going to be up and running right away. So we're probably, you know, we're coming to terms with the fact that as we go back, we're going back to a situation that is still going to be very tumultuous. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think about you know how you feel. People when when people go on a vacation for two weeks and they're in a place they're having fun and they uh, you know they're enjoying themselves. There's still that. But you there's still that yeah. calling to go home, right? There's still that yeah. need to go home. But there's also when you go on vacation, you you go having planned for it. Right. Um, you have a specific time frame in yes. mind. And at no point in the back of your mind, do you anticipate being prevented from returning home? Right. And uh, I think that many people at the very beginning, especially with children, trying their very best to, to take on a vacation atmosphere. But, you know, as, as we were in the cities, watching other children start school. Some parents have made the decision to enroll their children down here. Um, I know that even with this call back home, a lot of people are reconsidering whether or not they actually will return to the North. Um, this has this has been a very disruptive and I would say very negative experience. Not including the, I mean, the treatment that we have received here in Alberta has been astounding. We have been welcomed. Um, the minute they see the, the license plate on my car or if it comes up in conversation where we're from, we are just treated like long-lost family. It's wonderful. But the experience of not, um, of leaving without any real planning um, and feeling as though that, uh, level of planning doesn't exist for our return home has caused many people to really reconsider um, what it means to work in, and live in the north and raise their families there. 
So unfortunately, I have talked with a lot of younger professionals that are um, actively seeking employment to remain in the communities where they've sheltered. They've enrolled their children. So I think that when we get back, we're also going to see a very changed uh, social landscape for, from what we left. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was wondering about people who would say, don't want to do this again, or maybe they were they were thinking about leaving in any event, and this has been what's pushed them over the edge. But uh, I, I, that thought had, had entered my mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the things um, that is inevitable is that a number of small businesses are likely not going to survive this. When we get back, um, many people may not have jobs to return to. Um, I know my own daughter that I traveled down with. Um, she has made the choice to stay here. She's enrolled her son in school. She's actively seeking employment. Um, it's unlikely that her position um, where she was working will still exist um, because being um, out of business for three weeks is a, a nice stage that most small businesses cannot survive. And then you compound that with the real reality that when we go back, what was already a fairly expensive uh, cost of living is, is going to be dramatically higher just based on all of the uh, sort of domino effect of the of this uh, evacuation, and that that evacuation is extenuating for um, our, the communities south of us. Yeah, um, they are; those roads are going to remain very volatile, up and down, um, which in, immediately impacts the cost of everything for us because there is only one road up or groceries and gasoline and all the other things that are trucked, they have only one route, the same route we take. So. I also asked if anybody who, anyone else who has evacuated from uh, Northwest Territories and uh, would like to join us to just call us. Kelsey, uh, Donna Lynn, please uh, hold on, please, and, and become in, involved in this conversation too. Kelsey is with us from uh, Hay River in the Northwest Territories. Kelsey, thank you for calling. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What are your, I mean, you've been listening to Donna Lynn and uh, my questions, and how are things in your community? When will you be able to return? Do you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a set date yet. Um, I think a lot of people are very anxious to get home. However, I know that everybody that has heat on the ground right now is working extremely hard to get us back to the community. Um, right now, I think the priority is just limiting the risk to our community. Uh, there has been homes that have been lost just outside the town of Hay River. Um, so those people are already dealing with that. And then they're just trying to reduce any further damage to anyone's homes um, within the town limits as well. So as much as, yes, I want to go home, I am extremely grateful for all the people that are working really hard to protect our community. And um, hunkering down in Calgary, thankfully we get to stay with family here and um They've been extremely supportive, so we're uh, we're just you know hoping to get home, but also trying to be patient because I know that everybody is doing their best to get us there. Yeah, tell us a bit about Hay River. Hay River is a beautiful community. It's a very tight knit, um, smaller community. So there's about 3,500 people, I believe. Um, I've lived in Hay River. I moved from Victoria, BC, to Hay River when I was 20. So I've lived there 18 years, almost half my life. 
And um, it's a it's a great community. Everybody really looks out for each other. It's a it's a beautiful place to raise children. Um, it's just a really active, involved community. So it's tough to know um, that there's people out there that have are struggling by being evacuated. Um, but I think that we're doing our best to support each other. And it's uh, hard when you're kind of spread out all over the place. I know that there's people kind of all over Alberta. Like, thank goodness for Alberta because they've really put themselves out there to support everyone from the Northwest Territories. It's been great. But um, yeah, I think we're just, everybody in Hay River is looking out for each other and looking forward to getting back home. Yeah, everybody wants to go home. Um, why don't you talk to each other? Kelsey from Hay River, Donna Lynn Baskin from Yellowknife. You're both North, Northwest Territory uh, residents. Uh, let me well, step aside here. nice to meet you, Kelsey. I, I wish uh, we were meeting in person under different circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like I'm like I was I do watch the news and I watch the NWT fire updates and it sounds like Yellowknife is somewhat set to go back soon. <laughs> yeah, not really. It's and, not 100 percent clear, told, but, but it looks like it. Of course, um, northern Alberta, as you know, like the, the fires have hit cabin, um, uh, you know, the uh, Indian cabin and um, further on. So the roads are opening and closing constantly. And so I think yeah. that's part of the delay. Yeah. You know, everybody's... Know they, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I know for some of the essential workers, like uh, from the hospital and, and whatnot, they've been asking people to leave their vehicles and to fly back to Yellowknife. So I can't imagine the, like, the distress of that as well. Like we've already been evacuated. You guys have been evacuated and than to ask to leave your belongings behind and fly back. And it just, it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of, a uh, lot of working parts yeah. to get everybody I, I back, know, especially I, with Yellowknife being such a larger community, like for Hay River, have been, when we um, evacuated, it was like that. intense. Okay, they They've gone back that because they're, they're committed to what their, their work is, but they are very concerned about how do they get back um, and the additional costs of this. Like, if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.